TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is a Tuesday afternoon. We have a lot that we will be dealing with as we uh, head through the afternoon. Our good friend Dr. Keith Ablo is going to be along, and uh, we'll chat with him. It's uh, World Mental Health Day, which I find interesting in light of what's going on in Israel. I, I, I'm going to ask the good doctor to, to talk a little bit about the the mental health of those who would commit such heinous crimes against such innocent people. What's What sort of a human being is capable of slaughtering little babies like that? Raping grandmothers murdering children in front of their parents intentionally with the 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 goal of causing the the most heinous of acts to reverberate to 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 cause the most mental anguish possible i mean these are these are just despicable creatures inside of hamas they are they're 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 pure evil just pure evil so uh, dr keith ablo with us a little bit later and uh, i'm going to take a little uh, departure from some of the uh things that we've been addressing, some of the the stories that we continue to cover. Uh, You know the name Nelson DeMille. I guarantee you. I guarantee if you look through your your bookcase or you think back on books you've read, uh, you have read at least one of his books. They're great, great works of fiction. I've always enjoyed them. And uh, he has a uh, brand new book out. But what's so fascinating, at least to me, about it is that it's written with his son. And it's going to be a a real distinct pleasure for me to welcome both Nelson DeMille and Alex DeMille to this program at 335. We'll talk a little bit about the the new book that he's got out. It's called Bloodlines. It uh, debuted today. Uh, It is uh, guaranteed to be a bestseller. So we'll do that at 335. I have to pass along a, a story which is going to make you very, very, very uncomfortable. It is a painful story. It is a thoroughly disgusting story, but it's a story that you have to hear because we all need to be aware of what is really going on as we speak. Uh, A report now from Israel that the IDF, the Israel Defense Forces, have recovered the bodies of 40 
Jewish babies. The 40 Jewish babies had been beheaded. It is such a, 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 a thoroughly disgusting thought and a horrible, horrible image. But this is what is going on. This is the group that we're told is comprised of people who are Israel's partners for peace. Forty babies, three, four, five, six months old, beheaded by these evildoers. It's appalling to think about it. But there it is. Savages. Barbarians. I, I, I can't honestly come up with the, the, the word that's right. Because it's difficult to even imagine such a thing. But that's what we're seeing. That's what's going on. I, I said yesterday, I will continue to say, that you have two choices in this, and that is you can stand with Israel or you will be standing with evil. I shared that message earlier today as I was filling in for a national show. And, uh, you know, millions of listeners, and it's always it's always a great opportunity to, uh, to chat with people and share things, but... It's the same message that I'm, I'm sharing here. You are going to stand with Israel or you will be standing with evil. And there is no middle ground on this one. This is not some territorial dispute. This is not a map-making discussion. And the members of the legacy news media ranks who are already doing their best to spin for Hamas... Are disgusting but you have some pretty prominent news organizations you have the BBC that will not refer to Hamas as terrorists you have the New York Times which will not use the term terrorist you have the CBC the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation which has already said in an internal memo, which, is a, which has been leaked because there were so many people disgusted by it, that they will not use the term terrorist. There is no middle ground on this. And anybody who is attempting to spin things in such a way to say that, well, this is a, this is a discussion. Of course, there's a, a moral equivalency. There is no moral equivalency. You are either on the side of good or you are on the side of evil. And it really is that simple. I wasn't around for the Holocaust. I, I will never know the members of my family who were exterminated during the Holocaust. But I know the way it happened. And I know the way that some people in the world turned their backs and said, oh, eh, it's just the Jews. It's just the Jews, you know, the Jews. 
I, for one, am not going to allow that to happen again. Not going to do it. I told you yesterday that as a, as a young guy, 12, 13 years old, I mean really young, I, I joined up with the, uh, the JDL, the Jewish Defense League, and we protected survivors of the Holocaust from attacks. Neighborhood thugs who may or may not have known what they were saying, but attacking women who at that point were old. They were, they were in their 70s, 80s. Holocaust survivors, calling them dirty Jews, saying to them, oh, Hitler didn't do enough. Hitler should have finished the job. And there were those of us who were motivated to do something. And so you had 13, 14, 15-year-old guys who said, we're going to walk those older women to and from the supermarket, the little the, the grocery store. That's what we, and that's what we did. That's what we did. And this is a, a battle that we are seeing right now between good and evil. And there is no middle ground. You can either stand with Israel or you will be on the side of evil. And that's where we are. And I know there are other things that we have to address. But I do remind you, at least for me, that's the backdrop for all of this. Every single thing that happens is with that in the backdrop. Now, I want to remind you about a couple of things. Number one. You can always text us, and you should always feel free to text us, 833-804-1140, 833-804-1140. You are always, I mean always, welcome to text us at 833-804-1140. And I'd like to remind you that Politics and Pints has returned. Now, we were saying Politics and Pints is traveling south of the river for the first time ever. And by the way, it's really south. You know, Hopewell is actually south of the Appomattox River. It's a, yeah. I personally think we should have stopped, say, in Midlothian or Chester, but that's just me. We're going to be at the historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell. It is Wednesday evening, November the 1st. You can go online. No, let me rephrase that. You should go online right now to newsradiowrva.com, newsradiowrva.com. Get your tickets. I am suggesting, urging, cajoling, whatever I'm doing, get yourself the VIP package. It's not uh, a huge investment. It really isn't. And it's going to get you your your own special sort of experience. You'll enter the entire event at 5.30. Remember, it's not beginning till 7. You're going to get to go inside at 5.30. We're going to have a special pre-show meet and greet. You'll be hanging out with me and John Reed and Howard Gutman. And I apologize in advance that you'll be hanging out with Howard Gutman. But, you know, two out of three is not bad. You're going to have seats right up front. And if you're over the age of 21, you've got a complimentary adult beverage ticket. This is the one that sells out in the first couple of days. Simple as that. I mean, most of the time it doesn't even last uh, for a couple of days, but I know the beacon is, is a little bit larger than some of the places we've been. So, eh, Maybe it'll last a day or two. But I would urge you right now, head on over to NewsRadioWRVA.com, NewsRadioWRVA.com. Politics and Pints, if you are the one person not familiar with it, it's okay. We just have a great time discussing things. 
you know the issues we're discussing on the air, and, and you know that uh, John Reed and I uh, legitimately like each other. We're we're friends, and that we well we kind of tolerate Gutman, who's a unrepentant left wing swamp dweller. But other than that, a nice guy. Uh, and and we discuss all of the issues of the day. It, it gets very animated. It can be very colorful. It's always exciting, and let me tell you, it's always worth the cost of admission, and it always sells out. So. Right now is the time to go. NewsRadioWRVA.com. NewsRadioWRVA.com. Get yourself your ticket. And if you're on the bubble thinking, well, maybe I'll do the VIP experience. Maybe I won't. Take some advice from your kindly old Uncle Jeff. Do the VIP experience. Click on it. Get it. Because that's going to go before you know it. NewsRadioWRVA.com. And that is the only way to get tickets. You can't buy them at the door. There's no other online outlet. Uh, you can't hope that you win some or somebody mails them to you or drops them out of their pocket. The only way to get your tickets, and you got to do it now, NewsRadioWRVA.com, so that you can join us for Politics and Pints. This is the fifth year that we are doing this, this time at the Beacon Theater, the historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell. It is Wednesday, November the first 315 Jeff Katz News Radio WRBA. Three twenty-two, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Can I share a couple of uh, text messages coming in here at 833-804-1140, Uh Mike in uh, Bottoms Bridge says, Jeff, I stand with Israel. No way uh, should anyone be supporting the heathens, the savages who would slaughter innocent babies who cannot defend themselves. This is infuriating. Jeff, uh, your friend Kelly here. Thank you for your words. I stand with Israel, of course. Please keep us surprised of any ongoing support rallies or anything listeners can do to support this cause. And you are correct. The choice is evil or Israel. Jeff, when I thought these barbarians could not be any less human, babies beheaded, I am in tears. God help us all. Yeah, that's uh, PD in Mechanicsville. Uh, Jeff, thank you for speaking the truth on the horrors in Israel. Prayers are listed. That is Anita. Anita, rather. Uh, Jeff, this fraud of a president is letting the same terrorists into our country as we speak. Well, that's true. That's true. It is. I, I am doing, I swear to you, everything possible not to discuss this purely in a, quote, political sense, but we are seeing the way that this is all shaking out, and we know who is on the right side and who has enabled, emboldened, financed the evildoers. We've seen it. We know it. There's not really any great shock to any of it. The, the question, obviously, is, well, what the heck are, are we going to do? What is it that is going to happen? I don't know. I, I can't do predictions. I've never, you know, that's not my skill set. Is it yours? What I can tell you with... Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively... Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three, you bet. Music. You set my world on fire. 
even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Absolute certainty. Is that you have exactly two choices. I can tell you with absolute certainty that you can stand with Israel or you are standing with evil. And everybody who's trying to shade things, everybody's saying, well, we need to, it's got to be proportional. What's proportional to 40 little babies beheaded? What, what is the, quote, proportional response to that? Because I don't know. Because, in all candor, I'm a decent person. So I don't know. Reminder, you've got a couple of seconds here. Jump online. Newsradio, WRBA.com. Get your tickets for politics and pints. It's 326, Jeff Katz, Newsradio, WRBA. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is a Tuesday afternoon. Our uh, old pal, Dr. Keith Abel, is going to be along at 535. Looking forward to chatting with him. A lot of different things that are percolating over there. And I want to remind you about Politics and Pints. The only way to get your tickets, you head on over to newsradio, WRVA.com, and uh, get them there. I would suggest the VIP package. Uh, should be a great time. We've been doing it for five years. We always have a great time dissecting, discussing, debating, arguing. But it, it's it's a great time. So, again, newsradio, WRVA.com. I, I have chatted many times over the years about uh, my affinity for, my enjoyment of, uh, Nelson DeMille's writing. And I, I went back, and, uh, and Nelson is either going to be very happy or very disappointed to realize that I've been reading him a long time. I go back all the way to the Gold Coast, Nelson, and uh, I, I just haven't stopped since. I want to welcome you to the program. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, I looked at some of the stuff you've done through the years, my friend. Again, I started the first one of your books was the Gold Coast back in, I can't believe it, 1990, and then uh, Plum Island was another one of the standouts for me, and then everything after that, man, just sort of fell in line. You've been doing this a while. I think since 1974, oh, <laughs> but who's counting? Okay. Uh, and a bunch of paperback originals. My first major novel, hardcover, was by the Rivers of Babylon, 1978. Okay. So that's, yeah, that's a while ago. It is a while ago, and you, you've decided, you decided a, a couple of books ago to bring your, bring your son into the family business. 
and he's here with me right now. Tell me uh, a little bit about it. Alex, welcome to the program. You and your dad have got this brand new book out called Bloodlines. And uh, number one, I'm happy to welcome you to the program. And number two, how did you feel when your dad said to you, hey, uh, I think you're a pretty good writer, too? (laughs) Uh, Flattered, uh, a little uncertain. I've written screenplays uh, before this. I've never written a book uh, until we did our first collaboration, The Deserter, in 2019. But uh, he, he lied to me and told me it would be easy, so I said yes. Uh, and uh, it, was, it, it was a really good experience. I mean, it, was, it was a learning experience, a great opportunity to work together and kind of spend more time talking together creatively. Um, yeah, so it was, it was a really good experience. We decided to do it again. This is a follow-up book, Bloodlines. So, Alex, as, uh, as, 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 a, as a kid, as a young man, are you aware that your dad is this, this best-selling author? Uh, it slowly occurred to me, you know, and yeah. people, other people started to read it like a big deal when I realized it was a big deal <laughs> as I got older. Yeah, it was, it was really a kind of uh, special thing to grow up with. It's something that was a, a parent doing, uh, having, having their career be, be uh, creative storytelling. When you say you, uh, you were involved in writing screenplays and the rest of it, what, was it always your desire to, I mean, I hate to say following your father's footsteps because that sort of diminishes your own work, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, I went to, uh, I got my graduate degree at uh, UCLA, uh, for their film school, and, you know, the most common thing from all of my peers was kind of, kind of having to fight with their parents to, to, to convince them that this was a real thing they could do. <laughs> this is like a real career you could, you could pursue in the, crea- in the creative arts. Um, so I didn't have that fight, which was very nice, and I, I kind of grew up believing this was, was possible, which was, right. was kind of a gift. Well, absolutely. So let me ask you, Nelson, did you always look at Alex and and read the stuff he was bringing home from school and, and think to yourself, huh, the kid's got a little bit of the old man in him? Yeah, Alex had a natural talent, and, um, and uh, his sister, uh, who's a psychologist, actually has a, a great talent for writing, too. Both of them did. I saw it growing up, and Alex, for the school, the high school newspaper, used to write movie reviews, and I... You know, I wouldn't want to be, uh, I'm glad he wasn't writing book reviews uh, on any of my books. He's a little tough on some of these movies. But, you know, he, uh, he liked to process. He liked to write. And you never, never discourage a kid from reading or writing. Uh, but they both, had the, they both had a natural talent. Yeah. Well, I want to remind everybody, Nelson DeMille and Alex DeMille are joining us. Nelson is, gosh, how, how many bestsellers have you had, Nelson? You know, uh, I've had, I think, 25 books, and maybe 18 or 19 were bestsellers. I know that seven of them were number one bestsellers. Oh, that sticks in my mind for some reason. I read my own press releases, Jeff. Ah! <laughs> that can be very <laughs> dangerous, you know, but uh, uh, I don't want to turn you away from that. But Nelson DeMille and his son, Alex DeMille, are joining us. So this is the follow-up book. The new book is called Bloodlines, and uh, whoever wants to grab this, uh, give us a sense of what Bloodlines is all about. Uh, sure. At its heart, it's a murder mystery. Um, two main characters, Scott Brody, Maggie Taylor, male-female team of Army Criminal Investigation Division uh, special agents uh, dispatched to Berlin because a colleague of theirs who works in Germany is found dead uh, from a sniper, uh, sniper uh, shot to the head yeah. in a park in um, a part of Berlin where there's a lot of newly arrived um, Arab refugees from Syria, Libya, etc. So they initially, everybody assumes this might be terrorism, and of course it becomes more complicated than that. And they kind of dig through the layers of the history of Berlin and all these kind of ghosts from the past come up as the, as the investigation gets bigger and more um, dire. 
Interesting. All right. So now you're, you, uh, Alex, said this was a follow-up. Are we talking about follow-up then to The Deserter? Yeah, same character. It's a standalone story, but same characters continuing their relationship. Okay. And what's the most difficult part about this writing process? I mean, either one of you are, are, are standalone brilliant writers, but you put two brilliant writers together. But somebody's got to give on some lines, right? <laughs> uh, you know, he has seniority. Uh, he's done <laughs> He's done this more, uh, so I, you know, I pick my battles. I, I you know, I, I push back when I think it's important, but I also am, you know, deferential to his experience and, and skill and career. So, uh, I, but I think we work well. I think we both trust each other, which is important and respect each other. Absolutely. Yeah, and collaboration Nelson, you might... is not easy. Uh, I did it once before. Yeah. Uh, I don't know one of my earlier books, Jeff. You might know Mayday. Yeah. I wrote it. Uh, it was a CBS TV movie with Don Johnson years ago. And I was uh, collaborated with a childhood friend, a kid I knew since he was four years old, who was a U.S. air pilot and a, and a writer. And uh, we wrote Mayday together, and uh, uh, it actually ruined the relationship. We didn't speak for about a year afterward. <laughs> you know, there was two egos cr- clashing uh, from the, na- the old neighborhood, and uh, uh, neither one of us was deferential to the other. Oh my uh, but the, the, the odd thing is that the book was, the book was great. The book got a great reviews as a bestseller was made into a TV movie, Movie of the Week. Um, but I swore up it after that. I said, never again will I collaborate. And this is not a, no, this is not the kind of occupation that that lends itself to collaboration. Fiction. I mean, nonfiction. Yeah, yeah you can collaborate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, the publisher came to me about seven years ago and said, we'd like you to, you know, sign on to do three co-authored books. Wow. And I said, well, I don't think so because my agent was very, you know, very interested in that, and. Um, I don't know why I said yes to this day. I'm not even sure why I said yes. And we had a whole contest. We had seven or eight agents send us samples from their writers, and they were you know blind samples. We didn't know if these were male or female or who they right. were. Right. We picked somebody uh, who didn't work out, unfortunately. We wasted a lot of time and effort. Uh, again, it's a tough process. So I put the project aside. But one day, you know, I was being kind of pressured by the publisher, the agent, to go ahead with this and da da da. So I was just sitting in my lazy boy one night with a glass of scotch in my hand, and I started sort of thinking about it, and I said, I think I know somebody who knows how to write, Alex DeMille. <laughs> I gave him a call uh, late at night, and I said, I would like to co-author a book with me, and uh, there was like a long silence on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, he didn't exactly jump at it. Um, and then I started talking numbers, and uh, oh. he said, I Let's talk. And, uh, and that was the well, genesis of it. And it was. Well, you know, it Nelson, we, we, most of us who are either non-writers or I, I do columns all the time, but for me, it, it it's solitary. It's me, it's a cup of coffee or another beverage, and it's, you know, the laptop, and there's nobody else. I can't even begin to... Uh, envision other people being involved. So how do the two of you, do Do you sit down and say, okay, you've got chapters one, three, and five, and I'll take two, four, and six? How does this work? I, I took the first draft. I mean, we ta- obviously we talked about the script. We worked out the proposal and the kind of yeah. broad strokes, and then I just sat down and wrote, and I'd, I'd sent him chapters in large batches. Um, he was writing The Maze pretty much at the same time I was writing this book. That was his last follow solo book. Yep. Uh, so he was kind of busy while I was working on this. So I would just send him large batches of chapters every once in a while. Then he would read them. I'd get notes back. 
um, you know, I write on a laptop. He uses a pencil, so I would get <laughs> scribbled uh, scans back of my of my pages uh, with his notes and things crossed out, things added. Uh, sometimes a, 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 a joke inserted here and there, um, mm-hmm. and then we just kind of go back and forth uh, that way. Wow! Wow! So no yeah. red line right. right there on the screen. Some people do alternate chapters, but that doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the mo. You know, when it comes to collaboration, and I asked a few other authors who collaborated how they did it, and everybody has a different method. But I, you know, because Alex was a screenwriter and he knew the structure of a, of a story in Act 1, Act 2, Act 3, sure. I trusted him with the first draft, and I just, I just became the super editor, mm-hmm. um, which was kind of, kind of interesting for me. I've been edited, you know, for my last 27 books, I have an editor for each book, right. and I just became the editor of his book, and, uh, and it worked out. And uh, logistically, because of you know, the modern technology, as opposed to when I wrote uh, May Day back in 78, 79, right. now with the technology, Alex was able to email me chapters, and I was able to have them printed out, and I would write on them, and have them scanned and sent back to him. Wow. Uh, far cry from the old days when Tom Block and I uh, would mail each other from the post office, <laughs> you know, packages of manuscripts. It would take three or four days, you know. And then on a, you know, we have, now we have iPhones, we can call each other any time. Yep. Back in the day when you try to collaborate, and a lot of authors, you know, did collaborate yeah. back in the dark ages, and you called somebody at home and they weren't home, and the phone rang, and, you know, but this, you know, the technology, it's still garbage in, garbage out, but the technology made the uh, logistics uh, easier and faster. Right. And I was, I was pleasantly surprised that it, the first one, um, the deserter went so well, and this one even went better. Well, let me ask you now, Nelson. You said it's a it's a three book deal. Is, is book number three also going to be with this uh, character, or is there a chance that Alex moves in and and helps you out? Not that you need help, but like with the John Corey uh, story arcs. That's a good question. You know, they wanted the three books in the same series, and Alex has already begun the third book. Okay. Uh, in the series, and then we'll see what they want afterward. Um, you know, eventually Alex is going to be all off on his own, and uh, he won't. You know, he don't doesn't need to be my co-author. I have one book left in my contract, and uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm not a kid anymore. I was. Um, <laughs> I've been doing this for uh, over half a century, and uh, yeah. uh, Alex promised if he made a lot of money, he would pay me back to college tuition. So I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> now, this one book that you've got left, is that going to be another John Corey? No, uh, the publisher doesn't really want another John Corey. What? For a variety of reasons. I don't know if we ever discussed this, but um, he's so politically incorrect. And they, they got a little bit gun-shy last time, if that's a good word. They, um, they wanted me to tone him down, which I did not do, but... Um, uh, we have John Corey arrest. I would never say never because we have a CBS TV deal working okay. with John Corey series. So if that becomes a reality, of course they're going to want another John Corey. Okay. Uh, but I'm working on a standalone book now. All right. Well, listen, I I love all of it, and, and I got to say to uh, to Alex, uh, I am I, I'm just so impressed as I looked at some of the advance. I don't have a full copy of Bloodlines. I didn't send that, but there were a couple of sample chapters, and I thought, wow, this is this is a Demille book, and it's now clearly not just Nelson Demille, but Alex Demille. You're, uh, as you know, in very very good company, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. 
Yeah, it's it's. I can't believe stuff. they didn't send you the book, Jeff. No, they they, they sent a couple of free chapters, but that's okay. I'll uh, um, talk to them this afternoon. We'll get your, okay, get your, all right. No, no, I'm not. I'm, yeah. Don't worry about that. And let me say this to you. Uh, I, I, last time you were on, you said call you Nelson instead of Mister Demille. So I'm going to call yeah. you Nelson because you said that. Uh, even if the publisher doesn't want John Corey, you can send those chapters to me, and I will gladly <laughs> read them. Yeah, I think I have another John Corey in me trying to get out. So uh, <laughs> uh, I love it. So well, there'll listen, definitely be a, not definitely, but most likely be another John Corey. Fantastic! I want to uh, give everybody the best information for getting a copy of Bloodlines, and and quite frankly, while they're there, they should stock up on every one of the Demille books. Uh, you said it's a standalone, so you don't need to get the Deserter to understand it, but I would suggest you do. You get to see the uh, the characters fleshed out. Uh, what's the best way for folks to get the latest book? Well, uh, they're on sale right now, um, and so any you know, any bookstore, Barnes and Noble, or even local independent. Okay. And uh, of course, there's always Amazon and other uh, online retailers. Um, and uh, you can also go to my website. You can order through my website, NelsonDeville.net. Okay. Um, uh, or AlexDeville.com. Okay. All right. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to put both of those websites on our social media. Uh, if it's okay with you, I want to add Bloodlines to the uh, the Jeff Katz Book Club on my website so that people can go there and uh, uh, get it directly. And, I, and the favor I have uh, of both of you is that once I get a copy of this, I need both of you to sign for me. Would you be willing to do that? Absolutely. Happy to do it. All right. Thank you so much for being here, both of you, Nelson DeMille and Alex DeMille. The new book is called Bloodlines. You've got different ways to get it. Obviously, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, NelsonDeMille.net, AlexDeMille.com, and uh, my social media director, PJ Morrissey, will get that up in the Jeff Katz Book Club on my website. I have been a longtime Nelson DeMille fan. I mean, and I say that, a fan. I love his reading. I love his reading. I love his writing. I love reading his writing. And the work now with his son, also absolutely brilliant. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRV. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is a Tuesday afternoon. If you've not gotten your tickets yet for our latest performance of Politics and Pints, you'll need to go right now to News Radio WRVA.com. Always a uh, a raucous discussion of the uh, the issues of the day. There are three of us there. It is me, of course. There is John Reed and Howard Gutman, and uh, we've been doing it for five years now. It's 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 always a good time. It really is. There are people that get uh, rather animated, rather passionate, which is good. I like it. It's not one of those boring uh, panel discussions. It's not one of those boring. Oh, let's debate this issue first. We're gonna be then we're gonna you know none of that nonsense. It's the three of us. We mix it up. We have a great time, and uh, you'll enjoy it now. It's going to be in Hopewell at the historic Beacon Theater. It is Wednesday, November the 1st, and I would urge you to get yourself the VIP package. It's going to get you a ticket, obviously, inside to the event. You're going to be able to enter at 5.30, even though the show doesn't begin until 7. So you get to be in there starting at 5.30. 
If you're over the age of 21, you've got an adult beverage ticket courtesy of uh, the gift package. Uh, You'll also be part of our special meet and greet. Those are always a lot of fun. So again, me, John Reed, Howard Gutman, you will definitely enjoy that. the only way to get tickets, I, I warn people every time, I swear to you, for five years I've been saying it, the only way to get tickets is to go to newsradiowrva.com. That's it. They're not any other websites. You can't buy them at the door. It's, it's ahead of time. you got to go. And now's the time to go because it always sells out. So newsradiowrva.com. I had the... Ch- I had the chance to uh, chat a little bit earlier today with uh, Professor Alan Dershowitz. And uh, speaking with Professor Dershowitz is always an interesting, interesting experience. And I was talking with him about the, the actions on certain college campuses, in particular Harvard University, where students as well as faculty were standing up and supporting terrorists supporting the terrorists of Hamas. And he was appalled, I was appalled, and I think it's happening every single day on college campuses. It's happening every single day on news outlets. And at the moment, I will tell you, it seems to me that uh, NBC is the absolute worst of the lot. I want to give you a couple of examples. We'll share a number of these examples throughout the afternoon. Let me uh, start again. NBC Television News amongst the well, I would say the worst as I've been following this. Cut number four. Rallies supporting both sides across the United States today and the security fears at synagogues and mosques nationwide. There were rallies across the U.S. today, both in support of Israel and in support of the larger Palestinian cause. It comes as security was ramped up at synagogues and mosques nationwide. Kathy Park reports from New York. Tonight, the crossroads of the world becoming a deep dividing point with Palestinian supporters on one side of the street. What brought you out here today? Uh, to stand against, uh, against the oppression that's been uh, occurring in Palestine for the, over the past five decades. Palestinian people have had enough. While yards away, a tense face-off with dozens standing up for Israel. As you can see, emotions are running high. This rally is now on the move. We're told they are headed straight to the Israeli consulate. And similar scenes playing out across the country. Right to resist! Right to resist! Right to resist! The growing movement on both sides heightening security from coast to coast. So New York City is taking some extra measures now? We saw that today and we understand that those extra ex- efforts will extend to synagogues and mosques until further notice. Uh, did you notice what was missing from that little thing? They were talking about both sides. The only people they had speaking were people supporting the, the murderers. The only people they had speaking were those supporting the terrorists. Nobody talking about the Israeli victims, the Jewish victims. That's NBC. What a crock of crap they are. Maybe NBC should stand for nothing but crap. What an absolutely appalling excuse for a report. Oh, there were protests on both sides. Really? 
Number one, what are the sides? I'm going to tell you what the sides are. The sides are Israel and evil. Those are your two sides. NBC apparently has chosen to stand with evil. Okay, their choice, I suppose. But if you are doing something that purports to be a report, and you keep, you reference both sides, but the only side that is featured is the side that is calling for the extermination of the Jewish people. Well, uh, call me crazy, but I, I think there's a little bias at work there. And you heard the, the chant, right? From the river to the sea. I told you about that yesterday. From the river to the sea, what does that refer to? It refers to the space between the Jordan River, the west bank of the Jordan River in particular, and the Mediterranean Sea. What is contained there? The Jewish homeland. And the only way that Hamas and the rest of these Hamas supporters will be happy is for every single Jew to be eradicated, to be eliminated, to be exterminated. It's also fascinating to hear people talk about the, the Palestine as if it's a nation. It's never actually been a nation. It's never been a country. Tell me what the borders are. Tell me the history. Show me one piece of currency or coinage or a stamp that was ever made by Palestine. I mean, I'd love to see it. Here's what happened as the modern state of Israel was created. This was all about, quote, a partition. Remember that? Maybe you were not aware of it. That's okay, but I'll educate some folks. The partition of the area known as Transjordan. To the west of the Jordan River, the modern state of Israel was created. To the east of the Jordan River, the Hashemite Kingdom of Jordan was created. Two states, right? We keep hearing, well, we have a two-state solution. We have two states. They were created way back when, 70-some years ago. The problem was the vicious Jew-haters who surround Israel, 22 enemy nations, sorry, it's the way it is, said, we don't want any Jews here. The Jewish people have lived there forever and ever. That land given to the Jewish people by God. It's not thanks to the United Nations or the League of Nations or the Balfour Declaration. That land was given to the Jewish people by God, and Jews have been there ever since. It is appalling what is passing for reporting on this. Well, I've got another example or two. Once again, I must say, from NBC. MS, NBC, regular NBC. They seem to be putting all their chips in with those who would eliminate Israel. It's a sad place to be, isn't it? It's 413, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. 421, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. We are doing politics and pints again, and uh, we would love to have you out there. It's going to happen on Wednesday, November the 1st. It's at the uh, historic Be- uh, Beacon Theater in Hopewell. Again, Wednesday, November the 1st. Uh, there will be beer. 
I hope there's going to be beer. There's pints involved. So that would be a pint of beer, uh, assuming you are over the age of 21. Uh, the only way to get tickets, of course, is to go to newsradio, wrva.com. Newsradio, wrva.com. I do suggest that you get the VIP package. It's really the most fun. You get a chance to uh, get in there at 530. Remember, the whole shebang is going to start at 7 o'clock, but you'll have the chance to be in there at uh, 5.30, you've got a special meet and greet with me, with John Reed, with uh, Howard Gutman. I mean, and, and, and it is, uh, it's not like a, a buffet. you got to take all three of us. I'm sorry. You don't have to spend a lot of time with Gutman, but you do have to put up with him at least for a couple of minutes. But it is always good fun. We discuss and debate and argue and carry on and just have a great time. And everybody, for the most part, leaves very, very happy. So, I'd love to have you join us again, newsradio, wrva.com, and uh, get yourself your tickets there. If you're on the bubble, mm, should I do VIP? Should I not do VIP? Do VIP because by the time you get back there to get your VIP, it's going to be gone. NBC is clearly the worst at the moment in terms of covering what is going on in Israel. And uh, one of the worst. <laughs> It's crazy, but uh, the view, of course, continues to be, well, just disgusting in terms of everything that they do, and covering this is no different. I want you to take a listen. Cut number three, a little snippet from The View. Well, I've been to this country many times, just this year, four times alone, often to report on terrorist attacks by Palestinians in the occupied East Jerusalem or in the West Bank. Uh, and there's been a lot of tension. I have to say most of that tension has been focused on the West Bank, uh, restive camps where the Palestinian Authority has basically lost control to terror groups uh, and also been here because of the political turmoil, the most right-wing government in this country's history and a sense perhaps for many Palestinians that any kind of political way out of this is uh, behind them because some of the right-wing elements of the government here have been very incendiary in their rhetoric about Palestinians. I think we also can't overlook uh, the fact that Iran is watching what's happening in this region and the possible normalization of relations between Israel and Saudi Arabia. Iran and Saudi Arabia, massive regional adversaries. It is within Iran's, uh, it is what Iran wants to see any kind of normalization ended. So there are all kinds of reasons why now, but honestly, uh, no one knows just how Hamas managed to plan this for so long and carry it out on such a widespread scale. Uh, but the recriminations and, and, and the questions, they will come. But for the moment, these pal Palestinians in the Gaza Strip are waiting to see what the response will be. Oh, okay. All right. And talk about fair and balanced. My God, it, 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 was, it was a propaganda piece for Hamas. It, it, it is so painful, but you can see how evil can triumph. You really can. Most of us who are decent people look back. We see bad things happen. We see evil people rise to power. And we think, oh my God, how could that happen? How is that possible? That's how it's possible. The repugnant behavior of some of these so-called reporters in dealing with this is how this happens. And at its core, I don't know any other way to say it, so I'm just going to say it. At its core is anti-Semitism. At its core, there is this hatred for the Jewish people. 
and you are seeing it and hearing it and reading it and all the rest of that, and it's playing out right before our very eyes. I have to salute the folks who turned up at the uh, JCC last night. Now, I wasn't able to make it over there. The, the event began at 5.30 in the afternoon. Obviously, I'm on the air till 6. And then it was raining. And I didn't know, I, honest goodness, I didn't know if there would be 10 people there or, or 100 people, whatever. Well, it turns out there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that turned out, standing shoulder to shoulder, coming in out of the rain to simply demonstrate their support for the victims of the evil being perpetrated by Hamas and Iran and Hezbollah, to stand shoulder to shoulder with the Jewish people, and I'm hoping, say, Am Yisrael Chai. It's 426, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 435, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. It is a Tuesday afternoon. We are we're talking about everything and with a backdrop that is going to be with us for quite some time. And that is the war that we are seeing in Israel. And and I will say again and I will say it over and over and over and over again. You have exactly two options. You can stand with Israel or you will be standing with evil. It is just that simple. And we're, we're at the beginning of this. What Bibi Netanyahu promised is that his actions, the actions of the IDF over the next days, weeks, whatever it takes, will hit Hamas in a generational fashion. In other words, generations from now, people who might have been inclined towards committing acts of evil and acts of terror. We'll look at what Bibi and the IDF did and say, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. They've simply got to get rid of Hamas. It's got to be destroyed. It's got to be uh, removed from the picture. It's just that simple. And uh, again, I, I am telling you, as sure as I am sitting here, you have two options and only two options. You can stand with Israel or you are standing with evil. All right. Tuesdays, as you know, we uh, we chat with our good friend Craig Peterson, and we, we normally are talking about uh, tech things and, and protecting ourselves online and gadgets and the rest of it. But Craig is... Uh, uh, has shared with us that he actually has some family in Israel as we speak. So I, I'm happy to welcome him to talk about our normal stuff. But Craig, uh, can you share with us what what you are hearing and and learning from uh, your family in Israel? Sure. Yeah, it's quite a situation there. They, yeah. uh, I have a brother and a sister in law that are living there right now, and they got a message over their phones. They sent me a, a screenshot of, of the phone from civil defense, and it's all in French. They emigrated from Montreal. But it it says that they have to shelter in place, that they have to have food and water, entertainment for the kids, first aid, uh, all of that stuff with them. And so they they sent a little video of the room that they're in, and they're, of course, supposed to stay there, the most center, the centermost room in the house or basement. And a, it, it, Jeff, it's a closet that they're in, and they're they're in there stuck for days. Uh, they they were allowed to go out and get stuff, and so they took video of this from the civil defense forces. 
So they were able to go out and, and get effectively MREs, you know, meals right. ready to eat, right. um, you know, some basic canned goods and other things. And so there's thousands of people, I, I'd swear, in this video who were there uh, all with their, their boxes in hand, just a box and putting the things in them as they're walking around because you've got to get water and everything. Think of, you know, it's Israel. It's dry. It's hot. Uh, and then bring it back to their home and uh, be there for a minimum, they said, of three days. Jeez. Wow. They are, despite the conditions, though, they are okay? Yeah, they're, they're okay. And you know, obviously that's a very good thing. Uh, the other thing that they asked for, I found a little bit curious, but uh, apparently the government there has blocked any communications dealing with this war from the citizens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they're trying, you know, it's very, very high level that they get. And so they asked me, okay, so which U.S. media sources should we go to in order to find out the truth about what's happening here? Oh. Because they, they felt that they were just being lied to. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm a little hesitant to ask because I'm coming up kind of short on, on on the answer to that. But where'd you send them? Yeah. Well, I, I said, hey, Newsmax has usually got some good coverage. Yep. Uh, you you wonder, you know, they said, well, how about Fox News? And I said, well, they don't stream. Um, and and I said, you know, there's a couple of radio stations you can certainly listen to because the there's apps now, as you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, that you can use uh, when you're overseas. So I, I gave them a couple of news stations, including this one, uh, to listen to to find out more. But apparently it's quite a dearth over there of information about what's really happening. And frankly, I'm, I'm not sure you want to know what's happening, right? It's terrible. It, it, it is. I, I mean, the, 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 the numbers are awful, and uh, it, it's one of the things that's going to play out in Israel, of course, uh, Craig, over, well, the, the foreseeable future, uh, with 300,000 reservists being called up. There are going to be a lot of phone calls unanswered, a lot of service tickets not addressed. I mean, it's, it, it's going to be a totally different way of life for a bit. Well, and, and that's what I'm worried about. My mom, of course, is freaking out. Yeah. But um, I'm worried about because my my brother here is he's forty you ish, know, I think. Uh, but he 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 emigrated just maybe five years ago, mm. and uh, so he hasn't had any defense forces training and. We don't know if he's going to be called up because he's able-bodied. He's the right age yeah. to be part of that 300,000 people that gets called up. And that's right. That's, uh, that's a lot of people. Oh, it is a lot of people. It, it's going to be a huge, huge operation. And I would imagine it's not just Gaza. They're going to, uh, I mean, my, my hope is that they go all the way to Tehran and just be done with it and kill this snake mm-hmm. at, at the head. But um, God only knows. Mm-hmm. I mean, I... Craig, my God, my heart's breaking for you, man. That's uh, that's a terrible situation and it's terrible well, for your mom, for goodness sakes. Multiply that by millions, yes. you know. Yes. And and it's they they've rejected, as you know, peace accords five times now, and they they don't care about peace. Uh, Israel has really can, can made a lot of um, well, they hate in the Gaza Strip, right? Right. That's uh, right. And. 
you know, and and they've they've done a lot since the Yom Kippur War back in '67, yeah. and uh, in in trying to make peace. And President Trump, you'll remember, was the first president to get a peace treaty in the Middle East to get Saudi Arabia yeah. to the table. Yep. And look at what the current occupant has done Absolutely. to destroy. So much. And the fact that day one, President Biden shut down oil projects and the pipeline coming from Canada. Would you rather be buying oil from Canada or from Iran? You know, uh, so so now we're in a bad position because what what are we going to do? Prices of gas, of course, are going up. Oil is going up. Uh, we've we've now com- we've really decimated our supplies of missiles, like the missiles that are used in the Iron Dome, which performed miraculously well. Although some of these units were overwhelmed because of the number of rockets going in, mm-hmm. which apparently some are homemade, but apparently some of them are coming from Israel. And what I haven't heard anyone talk about is that the UN resolution that barred Russia from buying military materials from Iran expires on October 18th. And the missiles that are being fired into Israel right now that are being made in Iran, near as we can tell, mm-hmm. will be available for Russia to buy legally on the international markets. Yep. And they have a range of about 300 miles at the high end, right? The, the, right. One of the models of these missiles, 300 miles. We're providing Ukraine with missiles that are about 50-mile ranges. So uh, not only do we have this going on, but now that's, that whole thing is going to roll over into U- Ukraine and the war in Ukraine. Yep. And who knows who else is involved in this besides Iran uh, going after Israel. There's fingerprints of Russia in this as well. Yep. And, uh, you know, who knows China's involvement? It's been planned for months. Apparently, it's, it's a really, really bad situation. It is a terrible situation, and uh, we are looking at uh, the latest incarnation, the latest iteration, if you will, of an axis of evil. Iran is right mm. there at the front. Clearly, you have Russia, and you know that China is part of this as well. There's, there, there's no doubt in in my mind, and we have the the weakest, most pathetic excuse for a president that we have seen, I would say, in my lifetime. I, and I, I do remember Jimmy Carter. I'm thinking, man, even he was head and shoulders above this guy. It's just uh, it's yeah. appalling. It's appalling. And, Craig, I don't know what any of this has to do with what we normally talk about with, <laughs> with all well, safety and tech. Well, it does have something to do with it. Three yeah. days before the missiles flew... Yeah. Russia hacked into some of these uh, electric grids around the areas there were Israeli military installations and right. shut them down. Wow. All right. Now, that's the first time hearing of that. Can you give me a little more detail on that? Well, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's hard to follow the fingerprints in this, because if you know what you're doing when it comes to hacking, Right. You can get onto other people's computers and then jump through those to make it hard to figure out who it was. Mm-hmm. But the way you, you, you get a really good idea of who it was is you look at the techniques involved. You look at the software they're using to do some of these hacks. And uh, you, it, it, the, the fingerprints, again, 
are on these uh, and that it was Russia. So Russia apparently was involved because it looks like uh, they went ahead and uh, attacked, cyber attacked these units, right? We don't, we don't have a lot of information, but, but these power units. So uh, we know that China, for instance, has their fingers in much of the power grid as well as almost the entire cell phone grid of Europe. It's like 30% of the power grid is run by Chinese equipment, okay, over in Europe. Uh, here in the U.S., I think, it, and 100% of their phone grid. It's just crazy, Huawei and all. Right. It, here in, in the U.S., it's give or take 20% of the power grid has Chinese transformers, and, of course, those have control systems in them, and who knows what else. And wars today, and I've been saying this for 20 years now, plus actually, are they start cyber. You soften them up. This happened to Ukraine. You might remember yes. that Ukraine has a software you have to use as a business to report your taxes. That's right. And Russia got their fingers in that, turned it into a virus, and the Ukraine businesses used it all, and it shut down business in Ukraine. So that's that's step one. And we're sitting here with a partially protected grid. And I say partially because, you know, I've I've been working with the FBI InfraGuard for quite a while, and I Mm -hmm. set up this webinar program for them. Um, And so things have been done, but we are nowhere near ready. Think of the fuel line that ran up the East Coast. What was that, about two years ago? That got hacked, and all of a sudden, all of our gas prices went up, et cetera, et cetera. The blackout that happened in the Northeast in New York City Mm -hmm. back in uh, 2003, which was probably triggered by malware when they were doing, the bad guys doing some testing. Uh, We are very exposed. I want folks to protect themselves as best as they can, Craig. I mean, that is what we talk about all the time, and I, I, I didn't even have a chance to reference your newsletter, but I, I look forward to it, of course, every week. Uh, when you're talking about how we are exposed, and I know you are working with, with huge corporations, but you're also helping out those of us in the in the real world, if you will, the regular world. Uh, mm-hmm. Remind everybody about how they sign up for that newsletter and, and what they might be looking for in terms of some some places where they are exposed online. Oh yeah, and and what I'm trying to do is provide solutions. Yeah. And so this week's newsletter, I've got some serious solutions. We're going to be talking about the hidden switches in Windows and, and step by step how you can turn some of these features on and off to make yourself more secure and private. And you can get it all for free at craigpeterson.com slash subscribe. This is a public service, seriously. And it takes us hours a week to put together. We're not stopping. This week's was the first in the series. Uh, We're going to help you out here. Secure yourself and your business. I love it. Listen, Craig, I thank you for being here and everything that you're going through. Know that we will be uh, thinking and praying uh, for your family, you, your mom, your, 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 your brother, the, the, the whole Megillah, and uh, we'll look forward to having you back very soon. That is my friend Craig Peterson, and I would urge you to sign up for that newsletter ASAP, CraigPeterson.com, CraigPeterson.com. 450, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. 
504, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. That's great, great news coming from Chesterfield County. My question becomes how soon until Stacey Davenport decides she won't prosecute these folks, these two gentlemen arrested? Because, you know, her. Her background is that she doesn't seem to care all that much about those who are charged with such offenses. I don't know what's going to happen in Chesterfield. It's crazy to me. I was listening to a promo from John Reed talking about crime in our area. Let me tell you something. There there are folks in, in the counties, right, who have continually for years looked at the city and said, it's a problem there, not here. Chesterfield, we're good. Henrico, we're good. Goochland, well, of course, we're good. And now I look at it, I'm thinking, man, those three jurisdictions have Commonwealth's attorneys exactly like you're going to find in the city of Richmond. It's disturbing to be sure, but it is what's happening. Henrico County has a a left-wing social justice warrior who just doesn't seem to care at all about criminals and their behavior. I mean, she she doesn't. She seems perfectly okay with criminals perpetrating crimes. She doesn't seem to care at all about the victims. Take a look in Chesterfield County. Here's somebody... In the CA's office, we all had such high hopes for. And she's turned it into an absolute embarrassment. Absolute embarrassment. Trashing the cops, trashing the sheriff. Take a look out in uh, Goochland County. Same thing. Commonwealth's attorney who does not give a crap about uh, prosecuting crime. I, I don't uh, I don't do endorsements, as you know, because nobody cares, and that's okay. You don't need to care what what I would do. I, I tell you what I would do, but um, you know, it's not like I'm endorsing someone. But I'll tell you what: if I lived in Henrico, I would absolutely, positively vote for Shannon Dillon for Commonwealth's attorney. If I lived down in Chesterfield, I absolutely would vote for Aaron Barr for Commonwealth's attorney. If I lived out in Goochland, I absolutely positively would vote for John Lumpkins. The incumbents in each of those cases have shown far more concern for criminals than they have for victims. I mean, the Goochland situation is just downright embarrassing. Where, where you, you haven't had a, a jury trial in forever, and Clerk of Courts has uh, reported to us on this very program how the CA is showing up in a unprepared fashion. Some of these things just get chalked up to, yeah, it's kind of life, isn't it? And if you've ever been in a, a, a prosecutorial position or a law enforcement position, you know. There's always give and take. There's always some sort of argument, and it doesn't matter what the level is. It really doesn't. Municipal, state, federal, 
you go as a law enforcement officer, let's say, you've made an arrest. You got this guy dead to rights, whatever the crime is, I don't care. And you go into chat with the prosecutor. Here we have Commonwealth's attorneys. Other places have district attorneys or state's attorneys. But you sit down with the with the CA and you say, hey, look, here's the arrest, here's the information. They go, eh, you know what? I'm, I'm not overcharging. That's the first thing. You have a lot of CAs that always, but not just CAs, but there are some prosecutors that like to overcharge. And that's not necessary. You've got a good, solid case. Sometimes you do it because it's a negotiating tactic. But they may look at it and say, you know what? Officer, detective, investigator, trooper. Yeah, you know what? That, I just, I, I don't see that one. I just don't. I, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick that one. And you may argue. In fact, a lot of law enforcement officers, oh, come on now. You know, we got this and this and this. And, and sometimes that prosecutor will say, okay, you know what? You're right. I, I didn't really see it. Okay, we're going to keep that one in. And other times they'll say, no, uh, we're, just, we're just not going to proceed with that one. Maybe there's another charge that is there that's, that's solid. That happens every single solitary day. Happens less, as I understand it, when you get to the federal level. Because by the time you're working with the U.S. Attorney's Office, most of those arrests are the result of ongoing investigations and you've kind of been checking back in with the AUSA on a lot of stuff not always but certainly at the local level at the state level it it happens more frequently but what doesn't happen on a regular basis as it does in Henrico Goochland and Chesterfield is that the prosecutor's office all of a sudden becomes the advocate, it seems, for the criminals. Henrico is getting more dangerous as a result of the incumbent Commonwealth's attorney. Goochland is getting more dangerous as a result of the incumbent Commonwealth's attorney. Chesterfield is getting more dangerous as a result of the incumbent Commonwealth's attorney. People don't always pay attention to the race for the local prosecutor. Eh, you know, it's like that's the clerk. I, I don't know. I'm not breaking the law. I don't care. You better care. And in each of those jurisdictions I just mentioned, you'd better listen to the law enforcement officers who have to work with that office day in and day out. It should tell you something that the law enforcement officers in Henrico and in Chesterfield and in Goochland have all said you should vote for someone other than the incumbent Commonwealth's attorney. That speaks volumes. The fact that the majority of Current and former Goochland County deputy sheriffs are saying, you need to vote for John Lumpkins in this race. The fact that the Henrico FOP said, we are endorsing Shannon Dillon over the incumbent, tells you something. 
and the Chesterfield County FOP. Let me tell you something. The fact that they have now endorsed Aaron Barr for Commonwealth's attorney instead of the incumbent who herself is a member of that FOP lodge, that should tell you everything you need to know. And I mention all that, I don't live in any of those jurisdictions. I'm up here in good old Hanover County, and you got news for you. Trip Chalkley has been our CA uh, for a long time. I uh, was at an event with uh, Trip a week or two ago, and he's he's stepping. No, he's not stepping down. He's finishing out his term, and then he's going off to do something else. He's been at it a long time, and he said it's just time for somebody else. And I will tell you that Mackenzie Babichenko, who has been an active part of the CA's office up here in Hanover County, stepped up and said, "Okay, yeah," and she is a rock solid prosecutor. And I don't base that on what she's told me. I base it on what I know from deputy sheriffs up here, state troopers who have worked in uh, Hanover. These are good folks. Good folks. Anyway. It will be interesting to see what happens down in uh, Chesterfield. It really will be. And, and I'll tell you what, you know, there's a part of me that says you would probably hate to be the two guys that were just arrested because Ms. Davenport is going to have to somehow, some way, do some performance art here to uh, try and tell the people at Chesterfield, oh, no, 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 I seriously am concerned with crime. And she's going to hammer them. It'll be interesting. But I'm telling you, you've got options. If you're in Chesterfield, well, I mean, you do what you want. If I were in Chesterfield, I would vote for Aaron Barr. If I were in Henrico, I would vote for Shannon Dillon. If I were in Goochland, I would vote for John Lumpkins. But I'm up here in Hanover, and I can tell you, I'm voting for Mackenzie Babichenko. 514, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Five thirty-six, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. It is a Tuesday afternoon. I want to remind you, I am uh, not going to be here tomorrow. I'm going to be speaking out at uh, Hampton Sydney University. I'm looking forward to that, and uh, I'll be speaking on the issues of uh, leadership and character, and well, frankly, a lot of things that we see which are conspicuous by their absence and. A lot of political offices, a lot of newsrooms, a lot of life at this point. But anyway, I don't want you to think that anything bad happened. And uh, God willing, we'll be back here on Thursday. Alex Marlowe, the uh, editor of Breitbart, is going to be with us on Thursday. I am so happy on this uh, World Mental Health Day to welcome uh, our good friend, Dr. Keith Abloh, to the program. Keith, thank you for being here. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me. World Mental Health Day, October 10th. Yes. Uh, I have to ask you, number one, is that a real thing? And, and what does it really mean, if anything, of the year 2023? Well, it's a real thing in that there's a day called World Mental Health Day. I, I think most people don't realize that. And there's good reason not to realize it, because uh, as 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 like as true as it is that today is that day, it's also a day when the mental health care system in America lay in ruins 
right? Because we've dumbed it down. We've uh, seeded it out to folks who spend 10 minutes with people writing a prescription and others who really aren't prepared to reach to the depths of their beings in order to resurrect them. And so, uh, you know, if you can find somebody to see you, you might wait months. That person may or may not be well-trained enough to help you. And it's a very, very bad situation. Yeah. I wish I, I had better news, but no. it's, really, it's really a shambles. It is, it, well, and I, it's one of the reasons that I asked you that. I mean, you, you, yeah. you know up close and personal, man, what this is really all about. And I, I'm going to ask you to offer some perspective on something, and, and it's, it's going to, I know, come out of left field, but we're looking at what's going on in Israel, and we're looking at these, these unbelievable, almost unspeakable acts that have been perpetrated against little babies and grandmothers and uh, innocent people, thousand, more than a thousand uh, Jews slaughtered in Israel. Tell me about the, the mindset. What is the psychology of somebody who is part of Hamas and says, oh yes, this, this makes perfect sense to behead an infant? Well, right. And, you know, it makes sense. If you feel dead inside yourself, then you can lose any respect for life. Now, the the factors that contribute to that can be cultural, they can be economic, they can be many things. Once it happens, though, it's probably not the call to call a psychiatrist. It's a surgical issue. And that's what Israel is now performing. They're performing surgery without any joy but once people are capable of beheading infants uh, or lighting uh, innocent civilians ablaze um, those people can't be saved from themselves or they can't be trusted to not take innocent life at that point they just have to be restrained i wish you could put them in a a jail reliably for the rest of their lives, all of them, because who wants to kill anybody? But that's not realistic. And so it's a surgical moment when the folks who have gone to that extreme psychologically, there's no convenient possible way to essentially put them in quarantine, which would be wonderful, but it's not possible. And and that's what for the most part, we in America don't understand, do we? We don't understand that at all. We just think everybody can be fixed. We think everyone can be fixed. And listen, if you gave one such person to me uh, behind glass uh, and said, Keith, spend as much time as you like, I'd say, listen, there's a chance for anybody. Um, and I, I, I would, you know, luxuriate in the opportunity to try. Uh, and it would be a wonderful journey to give it a shot but we're talking about many 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 thousands of people who are essentially psychotic mm-hmm. with violence pouring out of them they've lost themselves and so they therefore can take others with them it's the old story of the vampire yeah right it's it's vampires probably lack the same amount of hatred and antipathy mm-hmm. toward their victims but if you're empty and you, you, you've lost touch with your own soul, then you can destroy others and not feel much other than perhaps some vague recollection of your own destruction. Mm. 
And a whole culture can have that cult-like mentality, sort of the worship of destruction instead of generativity. You go to Israel, they're growing things, they're starting businesses, they're welcoming people, there's energy pouring out of them. But not every culture is going to be like that. Some some are, are cloaked in shadows and will, until there's some kind of tide change, will be more intent on ruining others than building themselves. Dr. Keith Ablo is joining us. Keith, you mentioned generativity. Somewhere in one of my psych classes, I remember uh, a conflict that each of us allegedly had, right? Generativity versus stagnation. And it sure seems to me that uh, Gaza has an awful lot of stagnation and, and barely a spark of generativity anywhere. I believe that's true. And that's why, you know, I, I hope that people can kind of say, look, I don't choose to hate anyone. It's not about that. Wish we didn't have to do it. Yes. Right. Because who wants to inflict pain and suffering and death, uh, even if you're on white horses with white hats? It, it's true. But, you know, there are cancers in bodies and you call Ben Carson and you say or you would have when he was practicing, say, can you get this thing out of my head? Yep. Uh, yep. Especially because there may be no talking it out of your head, no chemotherapy, just the surgery. And. That's what's unfolding now, and it's uh, very painful for everyone involved. Um, And I don't know how we – I I think the best way to insulate yourself psychologically is is to say, listen, I'm not going to close my eyes to this. I want to know what went on in Israel, and I want to remind myself that we wouldn't – we don't want to do this. We're reluctant surgeons. That it's come to this is horrible, but it has come to this, and it would be more horrible to ignore that. Dr. Keith Ablo joining us, and KeithAblo.com is uh, his website. Uh, PaintToPower.com is another great website that uh, Keith utilizes to help people. Let me ask you, Keith, uh, what about the folks in Israel who, mm. who, who have had neighbors and friends subjected to this? What is going to be necessary uh. to, to help them come back? to be part of uh, uh, society, the living, having lost, uh, I mean, a thousand Israelis is like uh, a hundred thousand Americans. Yeah, and so first I think you, you tell them, and, you, and we should remind ourselves, anybody who loses a family member in those circumstances or anyone who loses a child, there's no forgetting, there's no, oh, it'll be all better. Right. It's better to say it'll never be all better. Right, but this terrible pain you're feeling, we have to find a way to channel it to something good because that's the way you're going to heal. Yep. And it's a tribute to your loved one who has been lost because you wouldn't be feeling this pain if you didn't have incredible love in your heart. And so, what do you do? You honor their memory, you perform in ways that would make them proud for the rest of your life. And if you're lucky enough to have other people around you who love you and who you love, you hold them more tightly, you look them in the eyes, and we should all be doing this tonight with our own kids and spouses and friends and sisters and brothers and say, I love you. I want you to know it. I love you. Or you make a call 
and you say that because that's the only way to turn this darkness into some kind of light. It's it's going to be an amazing thing. You talk about uh, grabbing some of the light out of the darkness. I mean, I, I look at Bibi Netanyahu. People forget that uh, it was his brother uh, Yanni who was supposed to be the big success story inside that family, and he he's killed at Entebbe, and Bibi picks up the mantle and basically runs it uh, down the field. Exactly, and no doubt. You know, he reminds himself where he feels it in his mind and heart that he's, you know, carrying the energy for both of them. You never know how a loss will turn into a moment when you outperform, when you show incredible courage, when you show incredible love. You just don't know when it'll come. But I don't think the world's random. And I think if you go through that kind of thing, there are going to be opportunities. And you have to be aware and alert for them and say, there, there it is. That, everything I went through can now be deployed yeah. in a way that will be to the good. But will your pain go away? Will you wake up one day and say, it's weird, I don't hurt anymore? No, no, you won't. Because, you know, that's the nature of love. Ah. <sighs> Keith, I love having you here. Make no mistake about it. I remind everybody, KeithAblo.com, KeithAblo.com. You're helping thousands of people, I know, at any given Thanks, time. Thanks, And I appreciate you being here. God bless you, my friend. That is, uh, Thanks for having me. Thank you, sir. Dr. Keith Ablo. Keith joins us every other week. Uh, this is a bizarre week because it's Tuesday instead of Thursday, I know. But, you know, sometimes you got to deal with schedules. It's just the way it is. While you're dealing with schedules, please. Make sure November the 1st you have planned to be at Politics and Pints, the historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell. You've got to get your tickets now. We have tickets available. The VIPs always sell out very, very quickly. The whole thing sells out, but the VIPs go like that. So now's the time. Head on over there. Newsradio, WRVA.com. Newsradio, WRVA.com. 547, Jeff Katz, Newsradio, WRVA. 553, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is a Tuesday afternoon. Quick reminder, not going to be here tomorrow. Don't get all nervous. It's not a Tucker Carlson moment. I am just not going to be here. Thursday, well, everything works out all right. God willing, I will be here. Alex Marlowe will be with us on Thursday, the editor over at Breitbart. Good, good guy, a good friend to the program. Looking forward to having him with us on Thursday. Thursday. I'm going to urge you again to get your tickets for Politics and Pints. It's always just a uh, it's great time. And there's a lot of laughs. A lot of people think, oh my God, it's going to be slapping and kicking. I mean, there is a little bit of that, a little slapping and kicking, but it's it's, it's a lot of laughs. Uh, it's me, it's John Reed, it's Howard Gutman. I, I, I apologize ahead of time for Gutman, but what are you going to do? Uh, you'll want to come to it. It's uh, November the 1st, it's Wednesday evening at the historic Hope well theater in i'm I'm sorry the uh, historic beacon theater in hopewell and the vip package gets you in the door at 5 30 you're ahead of everybody else you got a complimentary uh, adult beverage if you're over the age of 21 and a very special up close personal meet and greet with me with john and with howard gutman again i apologize for gutman ahead of time but it's it's kind of a uh, a package deal i have to share a quote with you And for me, it really does sum up in many ways what we are seeing in Israel and what we are about to see 
in Gaza. Golda Meir was the uh, Prime Minister of Israel. She was originally, as memory serves, wasn't she from uh, Wisconsin, came from Wisconsin. But uh, she said, and I quote, we can forgive the Arabs for killing our children. We cannot forgive them for forcing us to kill their children. We will only have peace with the Arabs when they love their children more than they hate us. That is what we're dealing with right now. Bibi Netanyahu has promised that what is about to happen will be generational for those who are friendly towards Hamas. In other words, generations from now, people who might have been thinking about perpetrating that sort of evil will think twice. We are dealing with folks who understand strength and weakness. That's it. There is no middle ground. There is no discussion. There's no get-together. There's no chatting over a cup of coffee. It is about strength and it is about weakness. Bibi Netanyahu is a tough guy. He is a strong guy. He's a real leader. I hope you'll join me in praying for the IDF and BB and the rest of the folks in Israel. All right, have a fantastic evening. God willing, you and I get together again on Thursday starting at 3. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports that clock at four Donchich. the step back three you bet. music you set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on TuneIn. go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's better After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.